Hey, what's going on, everybody? We are back again with another episode. So today we have somebody that y'all might not know, but that's why we're going to dive in deep. And he goes by Kevin Schlittenhart, and he's working over at GQ. And Kevin, tell me if I'm getting this correct. You are the senior manager of audience development over there, and you're also the admin of the GQ Discord server? That is 100% right. And thank you for having me, Sniper. And Yes, to your audience, you know, I'm sure a lot of you don't know who I am, but you definitely know what GQ is. And GQ is starting to get into the space, which is really exciting. I've been the admin of the Discord, and I'm kind of leading the community management side of our Web3 projects while other staffers kind of work on, you know, other other aspects of the project. But yeah, I'm admin of the Discord, and getting GQ into the space, which is very exciting. Let's go. So like we said, for the people that might not know you, um, that's okay. We're going to learn a little bit more today. And I find it interesting because we always have, well, as we go forward, we've been, we have been seeing more big names get into the space, GQ being one of them. And I always wonder who's behind these accounts, who's running these accounts, who's doing different things for them, who's helping them, who's guiding them stuff like the discord like who is who is this so we know you are one of the people behind that and i, I think it's cool that we get to dive a little deeper behind it so i want to ask you when did you start working with gq i started working at gq uh, a couple of years ago um and my main title as you said before is the senior manager of audience development so basically anytime GQ has gotten into a new platform, uh, whatever that might be, TikTok, um, Clubhouse, that all of like any platform, I'm basically leading the charge of like what the strategy will be there. And I have a feeling that when I came on a couple of years ago, that launching a Discord and getting into Web3 was always in the cards for GQ. Uh, before GQ, I worked at Activision Blizzard. Um, so I know the ins and outs of Discord um, just from being in the gaming industry for a while. And I have a feeling they brought me on because they were like, you know, we're going to launch a Discord one day. We're going to want someone who really knows how to make the Discord pop and how to get a server growing. So I, I suspect there was an ulterior motive in bringing me on. But uh, I've always been in editorial. Uh, so it's really kind of a mixture of a lot of my skills and experience up until this point, which has been really fun but it's been two years and every year i feel like the job radically transforms and this year or really next year 2023 it's going to transform into a lot more web3 focused and that is exciting to me because i i'm a huge fan of the space i've been invested in the space just personally and now i get to make that my job so it's super exciting and cool to have a brand uh as big and validating and official as GQ into the space just as a fan of it, because I feel like that's a clear symbol that the space is, is here to stay. I mean, that's been one of my biggest indicators for me personally. Um, you know, just seeing all the giants come into this space, how they're trying to do it going pretty hard. Um, and not only that, I find it really interesting that you come from Activision and I think one of the biggest things that we saw in this space for, for Web3 NFTs, so many Discord servers were getting destroyed. Rather, it was just hacks, scams, this, that. And my biggest thing was, I'm a fan of Discord. I'm, I'm pro Discord. I'm, I always think it's the user. So I felt like people just never set them up right. People didn't know how to use Discord. They were coming to a new, like a new scene using a whole new platform. So the fact that you do have that and you know how to use it, I like that a lot. I have not seen that uh, very often in this space. I do want to ask you, so since being with gaming and stuff, were you into crypto early? I, I've been into crypto early, yeah. Um, not the earliest. There's definitely people who have been into it earlier than me, but I was I kind of got into it uh, during sort of the last like DeFi bull market. Okay, that was when I got turned on to it. When basically, it, like Ethereum started pumping, that's when I you know initially when Bitcoin was pumping and it was just you know kind of like a value storage. I was like, oh, that's cool, but like 
I was skeptical because I was like, I don't know how integrated, you know, people are even going to allow it to be. I had no doubt that like the technology was very useful, but I didn't know how accepting the world was going to be of it basically. And then Ethereum started popping and obviously there's a ton of utility attached to Ethereum, you know, DeFi as just like a, a market that lives on the chain and now NFTs. Um, I was, that, that helped me understand it more. I'm a utility guy. I want to know, I want things that are useful. I'm attracted to things that are useful and that can put tools in the hands of people to do really awesome things. And when Ethereum started pumping, I was like, oh, I see the value here. <laughs> DeFi started pumping. I was like, oh, this is really, really cool. You know, flipped, made some good flips, got some, got in on some good coins and made some money, was very excited about it. And then I was hooked on it from there. And then, um, yeah, and then NFTs came next. So I, I was in the crypto, not the earliest, but, you know, I remember definitely brighter days than we have now oh yeah definitely have been brighter days um but it's been fun nonetheless i feel um for for most it's been fun i know uh you get a little taste of crypto or nfts and i mean you're hooked i mean and it's quick too that was me i jumped in with top shot got a little more excited got a little more (laughs) excited went to nft and it's been two years since and it's just been a run so um, I do want to ask, though, so now that we know a little bit about the crypto, you you have the background and stuff, you're here at GQ, what was it at GQ that maybe you or other people saw that made y'all think, okay, maybe now is our time to enter the, the Web3 space? Honestly, I was thinking about this. I was talking to, uh, we were interviewing Bobby Hundreds for our first Twitter spaces yeah. at GQ, which was really really dope yeah uh he's an idol of mine so like getting to talk to him was surreal and i was yeah no doubt adam bomb uh i was thinking i was like you know and and we touched upon this point and he he was really excited about it when i did which felt very cool for me to be you know uh having any effect on bobby hundreds but um i was basically like um you know uh that there's so much excitement around the industry right now, despite it being a quote unquote bear market. Like Nike is getting into it. Uh, they acquired Artifact. Everyone's getting into it, regardless of the fact that like maybe the money is down. And I think part of the reason why I almost kind of love this bear market is that it's slowed down enough for other brands to see it and to identify what their space in it could be. Um, what I mean by that is that, you know, when PFP projects were popping off, for example, um, you know, GQ doesn't really have any like GQ specific IP to jump in with, you know, like Playboy jumped in with, um, their, uh, yeah, their bunny avatars. Um, I forget they have a cool name for it that I can't remember. I I know. And yeah, I know you're talking about. (laughs) And then obviously, uh, you know, Bobby with the hundreds, he had uh, the cool atom bomb mascot. And that like, it was, it, something clicked in their heads to like jump into the space when that was, I mean, Bobby before then, but the point is that like these brands saw that their IP could thrive in this space and we didn't really have that. So we covered it. Earlier this year, we had a uh, fashion in the metaverse issue. That was kind of our way of getting into it back in May. But we covered it as a phenomenon, you know, as we do, which is typical of like our editorial process. When something really hype, really big, really awesome is happening, we cover it. But we never, you know, join it ourselves. And the only reason we did that for... Uh, Web3 is because it kind of slowed down in this bear market, shifted the entire industry to focus a little bit more on utility. And when we're thinking about utility, GQ all of a sudden can have a lot of skin in the game because we have a lot of utility that we can offer, I mean, our audience. And, you know, up until recently, we never really had that back and forth communication with our audience it's always been we do content you consume content and that just kind of feels a little antiquated and 
it feels a little dated. And we want a tighter relationship with our audience. And with the sort of emergence of a more you know utility-focused Web3 market, we now can see an entry for ourselves because we have obviously the magazine. We have a bunch of offerings in our ecosystems, you know, up we've always had industry parties that, you know, people have never been able to go to only celebrities and stuff like that. And it's like, well, now we have the tech that can act as like, you know, our first offering that, you know, maybe could start to open some of this stuff up to our audience and transform them ultimately into a community. So it's really kind of wild. And that's, I mean, our, our editor in chief, uh, Will Welch, he is, bullish on the space. And that really helps to have that sort of top-down support because, you know, I was actually uh, talking with some people in the space um, in New York uh, at Lacoste had an event um, for their Web3 project. Uh, It was pretty pretty modest. They had some people come in who are holders. And uh, I was talking to some people who were in the industry who were doing something similar to what I'm doing, which is taking a known like web two brand into this industry. And we were talking about the fact that like, you know, the people who are doing this, like they're, they have obstacles internally that they're hurdling in order to get the brands moving in these spaces. And I think GQ and and myself are very fortunate that there's probably a lot more support internally to move forward in this space than there is at like a lot of other different places from what I've heard and uh, from the conversations I've had. So when you have that support, it helps, you know, empower the, you know, the project and the objective and it empowers our ability to deliver on it in a way that's like meaningful and positive and can hopefully, you know, symbiotically push the industry forward and push GQ forward. So that's kind of what we're looking to do. Damn. Okay. No, that is crazy. I heard a lot of great stuff there. So I'm always writing notes down whenever I'm, I'm listening to the guest. And so to start it off, I know people honestly have this, I've seen people time and time again, debate like, Oh, is it good that the big companies come in? Are they even going to do good? They already have so much money. What is this? You know, I think people need to start looking at it. It's, it's not even the money aspect. It's kind of what you said. So GQ has done events where, Honestly, I've never heard of them being open to the public. You know, it's kind of a a more celebrity event and you don't get the chance to go see them. And GQ is huge. I don't know if people are sleeping under a rock, but, you know, I hold it up there with Vogue and the other the other big magazines. You know, even Drake said, what, 26 on my third GQ cover. So, I mean, it's it's held highly, but there is a lot of very successful brands in Web3 already. You said a couple, uh, you know, Nike, Time, Playboy, uh, Lacoste, the hundreds. I'm wearing the 100s uh, Deadfellas collab right now. So, I mean, people are successful out here, and I'm really excited to see GQ. But the fact you said the team inside is bullish, that's one of, like, the biggest indicators to me because I've seen a couple of companies or people talk about how it was really just one side really wanting to push this and everyone was against it. And it just so happened to go good whenever they did jump in. Um, so now to hear that the people inside of GQ, your teammates are also bullish, that makes me really excited. And it seems like you actually have a grasp of what goes on in this whole space. Um, so that's something else that I find interesting. Are you seeing your peers, um, other people outside of GQ, also start to gravitate more towards Web3 that are, I guess, affiliated with like bigger companies? You don't have to say any names, but I guess any friends working at other places, are you seeing them start to take note of Web3? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's there's a ton of intrigue that I've experienced um, among my peers, uh, both in and out of Condé Nast, who's the parent company that, you know, owns GQ, owns Vogue as well, and owns a ton of other brands, Wired, uh, Pitchfork. Um, There's a ton of intrigue about entering this space because they're really, uh, I mean, I don't want to be wrong here, but other than uh, timepieces, I can't think of another media company that's like really entering the space. 
Um, I agree. I, I'm probably wrong about that, but uh, uh, I'm, I can't think of one. And people don't know what that's going to look like yet. And even to some extent, we don't know what it's going to look like. But I think internally right now, we have a vision for what the next step or two would look like. And that vision is super positive and exciting. And as long as like we visualize ground to cover, it is really exciting for us to move forward. So uh, I would say, you know, I haven't, I, I mean, I have, I, I, I know some brands that are getting into it at varying different levels. I don't think anyone is kind of jumping in it head first like we are, I would say we're, we're really leaping in. And um, I know there's a ton of intrigue. So some people are going to kind of dip their feet into the water a little bit, which will be really cool. And then some people I'm hoping to basically set an example for some other brands for how they can do it and for what it can do in reaching an audience. Cause I could, I could really talk about it forever. Um, but I think it's ultimately good that, big brands are getting into it and that celebrities are getting into it. I think there's no doubt cash grabs and you could kind of identify who is a cash grab a mile away. You know, if it's a a big quantity drop right off the rip, if it's a, you know, at a high price, if it's, um, you know, one and done, if the utility roadmap isn't super clear, um, you know, we're, we're sort of gearing up for our first drop in Q1. I can only talk a little bit about it, but it's going to be a very modest quantity because we want to set the foundation for a really healthy community and we want to be here a while. So I think that when you see that, you're like, okay, you know, if you see the long-term roadmap from a brand, you're like, okay, these guys are here to stay. And not only is it a reputable name, but you see the signs that they're going to hang around for a while and that they're investing in the community as opposed to, you know, maybe you will be able to get like a cool flip on a few other projects. But if you really believe in the space like we do, and I'm obviously biased because I work for GQ, but if you believe in the space like we do, you want a, a long-term project to get behind because that's where you're going to see the most long-term value. You know, we're really bullish on the space and we're, um, we, we see a lot of positivity in it. And I can pretty much assure you that we're not going anywhere. So um, we we want like-minded folks who also believe in the space, but also are willing to like enter the GQ world, um, which is just going to quickly lead me to another point. I don't mean to just talk no, the whole time. by all means, man. Talk, <laughs> ramble on if you want, do whatever you want. I like whenever people can talk with substance and can give me something to like really go on. I'm listening to you, brother. You teach me. I'm going to do a little bit of rambling here. Um, I think it's, I wanted to make that point that I think it's good that big brands get into it, whether it's a cash grab or not is really up to the consumer to kind of judge. Um, and then my second point I want to make is that, um, Oh shoot. What was the second point I wanted to make? Now I'm forgetting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Damn, I had a really, it's going to come back to me. You're good. You're good. I do want to say, I find it very interesting. I know I've said this time and time. I think my favorite word of the year is probably interesting, but um, I find it interesting that you know so much about the space. Now, I know some people are thinking like, oh, well, he's supposed to like, you know, if he's going to be part of a, it's not that simple. I, I know people listening in, you know, you might be new, might be a veteran, whatever you want to call yourself. Sometimes it's not that simple. It's only it's only clear whenever you look back at it. So for someone to sit back, take note of the space, you know, you said that you're gearing up for a drop. Um, you know, I know we can't talk heavy on that, but I do find it interesting that you're still in the space as of right now and have been in the space for a little bit. Because if you look at GQ's Twitter, like you said, y'all have already talked to Bobby Hundreds. And you've done other Twitter spaces as well. So even while, you know, people might not have known that you were gearing up for a drop, you are preparing yourself by just being here, being active and being around some very high. um, I'm not sure if you did one with Sean Weatherspoon. I thought you did. Um, I could be incorrect there. Yeah, 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 we did. Okay, so you did. That's a big name. Um, The people that, that know should know who Sean is. 
Bobby hundreds. What has it been like? And if you remember what you were going to say, by all means, just throw it out there. But what has it been like to be able to discuss and, you know, have these conversations with the people like Bobby, Sean and the others? Because I know you said, you know, Bobby is a, a huge person, not only in this space, but, you know, in the real world and fashion itself, which is where GQ is. So what has that been like? Yeah, Bobby's been great. We even talked to um, we talked to Betty at Deadfellows as well. Great. So we got your we got your shirt covered. Yeah, amazing with, woman with, with founders. We talked to Betty because she did um, with her collab uh, with Wrangler jeans. It's beautiful. We've we've been covering Wrangler, you know, since before the internet. You know, before before it was just magazines. Like that's that's what GQ does. Is we're the you know the leaders in men's fashion. We, we tell. You know everybody what what the thing the cop is yeah and when deadfellas did that honestly seeing that collab uh also like opened our eyes as well like we love um i personally love when uh projects have that kind of real world offering uh alongside that the web3 offering especially when it comes to the fashion world because uh yeah we just see how intertwined the the digital fashion and the real fashion world is um but yeah we talked to sean watherspoon as well uh very intrigued by his project mintage which like seems like such a smart use of the technology to be able to like link you know that blockchain technology to tell the story of vintage apparel that he is like such a diehard fan of that you know there's there's no better person to kind of be leading a project like that and i think to talk to him and like to hear him be so passionate and like down to earth it's actually cr- i was i was shocked because i'm a huge sneakerhead i he was another kind of like person i was a little bit starstruck talking to uh his air max is you know the air max of air maxes and it was wild to like hear him talk so passionately about vintage clothing and like I'm just happy that other people in the industry are kind of like making that connection between, you know, everyone is looking with, it's sort of this like utility uh, detour that the market is taking other brands and other big names are like seeing a way in that's true to themselves. And it's, it's just really cool to see. And that's kind of, kind of what, what GQ has done uh, as well. But uh, to kind of answer your question, you know, it's definitely not like Web3 is not in my title anywhere. So it's like, it's definitely not something that uh, I, you know, I would come in and be like, oh, I should know about this industry. Like, it's it's something that I know about because I'm a, I'm a fan of it. And it honestly just happened to be a little bit of a happy coincidence that GQ and that the leadership at GQ saw, you know, an opportunity to get into this space. And I finally remembered my point I was going to make. Let's so go. I'm actually very excited we got here. Let's go. But basically, you know, whenever there's like a new social media app like TikTok or something, it's like you can make the argument that you are reaching a new audience as a GQ. But in a way, you're not. Like you're just kind of meeting your audience on a different platform. I don't think the people who come to our TikTok and see our videos are that different from the ones who come to our YouTube. Or come to our um, Instagram or something like that. But with the Web3 community and with our Discord, you know, we encountered some like friction early on with some of our audience that has been with us for a while and is like into style and was basically like, hey, is this Discord a fashion Discord or an NFT Discord? And then there's Web3 folk who come in and they're like, you know, give us an update on the project, give us an update on the project. And when we have an update about like, uh you know like our watch newsletter or something like that they're like oh you know we want the project we want the project and then there's an intersection of those two audiences that comes in and sees some of the channels that we have in there you know we have a fit check channel we have a watch uh channel show off your watch and i think there's a definitely a majority of people who want to see a project from us but they come in and they see these channels and then they post like a fit and they are met with positivity from other members of the community and that is like one of the first ways in a while in which gq is genuinely reaching a new audience and without that friction 
that's that's kind of our proof that it's new, you know, because like uh, it, it's an audience that isn't familiar with us, whether they're because they're you know just like super online, never heard of the magazine, or whether it's because they are very young, uh, Generation Z. And, you know, they don't have the knowledge that their parents have of, like, all the, you know, culture moments GQ has created with the magazine and stuff like that. It's like meeting that friction is what kind of tells us that we're meeting new people. And the fact that we don't get questions like that in our Discord anymore means that, like, we've found this equilibrium. We have, like, cultivated a space in this new audience and are truly introducing this brand this legacy brand that means so much to like the new cutting edge culture that is coming up from web three, which is really, really cool to be a part of and to see. Man. So I I have to start it off with if, if you're listening in and you don't know GQ, turn off the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I really hope that you do know GQ, but if you don't, I really, really am excited and hope that this is the place or this is the time where you get to dive in. Um, Jokingly, I want to say, you know, I think every rapper wants to be on GQ. Uh, One of my favorite rappers, ASAP Rocky, um, I consider him like the fashion god. Um, You know, he's been on the cover of GQ and I've I've looked up to GQ in Vogue so many times just because I'm a big fashion guy myself. I might not be able to afford the Como de Garçon or the Mesa Margiela, but <laughs> I mean, to see how people wear it, style it, and just, I know anytime I do wear high fashion, what you feel from it, I don't know. Maybe that's just me and I'm a clothing guy, but um, GQ is a very, very high point. And like you said, it's, it's the go-to for men's fashion. So, but I find it very interesting that people are in the Discord rushing at one point. I know that you said they're no longer doing that. But uh, listening in, for anyone, especially like the big companies, you would kind of rather, for me personally, let me not speak for everyone, but for me, I would rather Kevin and GQ do kind of what they were doing. And that's just sitting back and learning the space. I mean, wouldn't you find it a little weird if they opened up Discord on the 13th and then the 14th they had a drop and then you know the 15th we're wondering what's going on like that's just way too quick and i just wouldn't feel like they would have any understanding of the space what's going on not to mention you know i said earlier that you're very aware of the space you know you have to be aware of the market conditions as well um even if you're putting out a profile picture a collective project something small you still have to be aware, but I love that you said it's bringing in new people. I'm not going to lie. This has me super excited for GQ. I need to jump in the Discord ASAP. Uh, you said there was a watches section, a fit section, and I'm not going to lie. Whenever you're surrounded by like-minded people, it feels better. Whenever you're into clothing a lot, but there's nobody to really talk to it about or watches, but there's nobody that can even relate to you it kind of sucks. You know, you're never in a, a place where you feel welcomed. GQ could be that place for a lot of people, young, old, it don't matter. Clothes and all that, I feel live forever. So I'm a big fan of it. Um, damn. No doubt, man. We got to get you in there for sure. I, I got to get in if there. not just to, uh, I, I need this take in the Discord, by the way, because don't get me wrong, there are still people in there who are asking for a project every day and who really want it. So I, I need you in there to, to tell them to be patient yeah. and tell them exactly what you just Dude, said, because, oh yeah. uh, man, you're preaching to the choir. But I mean, ultimately, like there, there's been a bit of a holdup. We, we launched back in May along alongside the metaverse issue I was talking about. And that was really because like of, we got excited. Of this year? Yeah, okay. this past year. Okay. Um, we, we got excited and, you know, we, we wanted to be a part of it and we wanted to see what would happen. So we did that. Um, we launched a, a, G, a GQ OG PO app just for the first thousand people who joined because it was, you know, it was brand new. Yeah. Like we're, uh, we, we wanted to like give people an incentive to come in. And um, it, it's funny. We, you know, we, we've started holding some of these conversations with um, uh, a lot of big blue chip projects and it's really to just continue what GQ has always done, which is, you know, provide a lens into this new, cool world for 
our audience and for our community and for the world. So that's that's what we've been doing in the Discord, talking with um, all the projects that we have talked to and all the brilliant people who are doing different things. Um, our our PO app started like pumping a little bit, which was wild. Uh, it's you know it was we gave it out for free. We didn't uh, uh, do anything, but it's like started selling for like uh, you know eighty bucks, hundred bucks worth of of uh, ETH, which is really cool to see because you know it's not even our drop yet. Like we're gonna do something wild, and those people who came in initially, they're gonna get an incentive for that. There's no doubt. So. You know, feel free to grab one on OpenSea if you want to, because you'll you'll definitely be rewarded. But the drop is coming, you know, in in Q1 of next year, and that's going to be like our first real giant step. And I think you know that's going to be the mark of something really excited for the brand. And I hope that one day, like, it grows into something where you know maybe Web3 is in my title moving forward. Um, so I think it would be dope to to build GQ. And uh, the GQ Web three presence into something where, you know, it, it it could require building out a team like a full time team to do some really awesome stuff and to really experiment in this like digital utility sandbox that exists right now. I mean, personally, I'm I love the people over at Time. Great friends with Keith and Maya. Um, and shout out to Keith, who's now going over to MoonPay. Maya will be taking over Time. Um, you know, they were really successful with their Web3 model, so successful to where they were able to branch off, make a Web3 team officially at time, officially give out job titles, payrolls. And uh, let me not speak for time, but to my acknowledgement, that is what has happened over there. And, um, dude, I would absolutely love to hear that happen to you and others at GQ just because... I don't know. Talking to you, I really feel like I haven't got the chance to listen in on any of the spaces yet. Maybe one. But talking to you, you can kind of feel when people understand what's going on. I don't feel like it shows a lot, too. I want people listening to know whenever you go into a big server. I'll use Deadfellas, for example, because they're really good at it. Um, when you go in there, you have a very, very blue chip or a, or a big company. And you can at the founders or speak to the founders, the main people going on. That really shows a lot in itself to me because they value that. They value that communication. They value that relationship. They value you being there. And it sounds like you are doing the same with GQ and the GQ server. Hopefully, whenever I join um, and whenever this does air, hopefully people can listen to this, not only in the server, but outside of the server and get a more understanding of, yeah, we are working. We just literally can't disclose everything at one time. We're here. I mean, people should see GQ and yourself doing these Twitter spaces. I mean, I'm looking at one right now. It happened December 21st. Uh, over a 1,000 people tuned in for an hour. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you're here and you're showing up. That shows a lot. Um, like I said earlier, if you just showed up one day, next day dropped something, and then the following day was gone, horrible look. But I love the fact that you're in here, you're in the server, you're active, you care. Not to mention, you like shoes, you know clothing. I mean, come on, man. That's so relatable with so many people that are in Web3 with the younger audience, including myself. I'm 26 years old. Um, so it's really cool to see. Before we jump over to the five questions, I do want to ask you, so... Can we talk about the social media? I know it's kind of your job to jump into the new platforms. Um, we obviously see you here on Twitter. We know you're on Discord. I believe you said something about TikTok. Are you all now covering almost every social media platform? Are y'all getting out there and getting in front of it? Is Was that kind of the last place, Discord and, uh, I guess, Web3? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, GQ is obviously, it's, it's across all platforms. And I'm sure, you know, people who have come uh, and interacted with the brand. It's probably happened, you know, through YouTube, like bringing on, um, we, we bring on a lot of cool uh, celebrities, actors, actresses who are buzzing right now uh, into like talk about their characters and a bunch of stuff like that. So I'm sure you've, you've had some interaction with the brand, whether you, whether you know it or not on TikTok, we're always kind of like, you know, clipping some stuff from that, clipping some stuff from live events that we do and putting it on there. 
it's it's just like we we always try to like reach a level with celebrities that you don't get from anywhere else because you know maybe they they have their guards up or something like that but gq you know uh our web3 presence we're we're probably you know we're definitely going to ramp that up on social with the coming year we've we've promoted you know some of the panels and stuff that we're doing and when we do those panels we try to bring on someone who resonates both in the web3 world and in the uh existing style world because a lot of what we've been doing up until this point is educating our audience on this space and it helps when we can bring in those bobby hundreds those sean watherspoons because these are people that our audience recognizes and when they see them in the space uh it it helps to kind of bridge the the understanding between the world that they know and this world that we're entering so that's ultimately you know what we have been trying to do for this runway and you know we want the people who have come in through that and who were there with us in the beginning to go on and you know snap up our drop like we don't want a ton of money from it and we don't want a bunch of bots coming in and snagging it and we don't want a bunch of people flipping it on secondary like we want people to come in who know that we are in, like have good intentions in this space and want to do cool stuff and we want them to stick with us like we want the community to to stick together and we want the drop that we do to basically just be the key to doing that. Um, so that's that's kind of like very short term what we're looking at. And you'll see us blowing it up on social. And we have a lot of cool things planned, fun things planned for the next year. We're going to bring on some awesome people, continue doing that. But we're also going to like, in accordance with this educational uh, trail of content that we've been doing, you know, we're going to start doing content ourselves that that tells everyone what we're doing what we're trying to accomplish what we're all about and i think it's going to be really really fun and i think whoever comes in whoever's here now is gonna be early on something really really dope dude i love that like i said i'm excited as hell um like a big fashion guy big shoe guy so just knowing that like this opportunity is coming. Like there's been so many times where you see people again, Vogue, all these big people, which is a a partner. um, Just, you can't talk to them. You can't reach them. They just seem so unobtainable. The only thing you can do is buy the magazine, look at it or, you know, go to their website. So this is just a whole new era. I feel like for so many people, I'm very excited for GQ, not to mention Dude, you said something that I'm going to start using forever. I've heard so many people try to stay away from bridge the gap. Oh, I'm going to bridge the gap between Web 2 and Web 3. Bridge the understanding sounds so much more intelligent, so much better. And like accepting, I got to start using that. So I'm stealing that from you, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, but take it, take it. <laughs> before we jump over to the five questions, let me ask you, because I always want to ask the guest, is there anything that you want to let the the listeners know that I didn't get to ask you, or was there anything that you just wanted to drive home to people and let them know before I jump over to the ending? Um, no, just, you know, uh, we're going to have announcements in the discord for what's coming up. Uh, it's, uh, we, we have links to the discord all over our socials, all over. You go to GQ.com. You'll see a link to the discord, but, uh, discord GG slash GQ magazine. We, we just started. We got a nice community in there. Hop in there, post a style fit, post a watch pick, uh, say what's up, talk about your favorite GQ sports going on. We had a nice World Cup uh, competition uh, when Messi was taking on Mbappe. We're having a lot of fun in there, and it's a really good vibe. Uh, hop in, say hello, and yeah, if, if, if you're about GQ and if you're about the brand and you have faith in us, I can assure you we're not going anywhere. We're going to do some awesome things and we'd love for you to be a part of it. So, uh, Sniper Gang, get in there. I'm telling you, man. We're, everybody listening, you definitely have to go do it just because you know me. I'm big on that stuff and I'm big on people that are going to be in the space for the long haul, um, especially companies like this. Now, for me, I'm super excited um, about this next part. But before we jump over into it, uh, those that have been listening for a little bit or if you knew, 
uh, you know, I do these five questions and they stay the same. They've only changed once. And that was whenever I transitioned to season two, which is what it is now. Um, but I spoke with, with Maya from time who is now, uh, the president. And she, she told me, she was like, you need something that's like there, like try to find something that just like fits you. I stole it from GQ. Um, nobody knows that besides her, but they were really good at asking questions. You know, you have the 10 things you can't live without. Um, them are super famous videos. And there was just so many like question videos. And I was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a pick five questions and I'm gonna make that my thing. And, you know, I'm gonna put that at the end of my podcast. She was like, yeah, that's, that's smart. Yeah. Just do that. Make it something simple. And I don't think I've ever shared that I stole it from GQ. That's where I, I, I gained all the inspiration from GQ. So it's very, very funny to me in full circle that now here we are interviewing someone from GQ and we get to ask them the five questions. So, <laughs> Kevin, to start off with number one, now you can answer this on for you, Kevin, for GQ. You know, it's totally how you want to answer it. But what is your goal in 2023? Um, my goal, honestly, uh, is probably to, you know, to usher GQ into this space. That's, that's my big goal. I'm kind of leading the charge on what that looks like from a community point of view. And, uh, I like, I have the support of the team in doing that. So like my, my goal is to make that happen and to make that successful and to do some cool stuff in web three with GQ's backing, uh, in 2023 and, you know, both in the real world and in the digital world, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity there. And, uh, I just hope I'm looking back at it a year from now and I'm very proud of, of what we've accomplished. So that's, that's kind of my goal. I like that, man. No, you should be proud. Um, hearing you talk, you found, you sound very passionate. You sound like you really want this. And that's what I love to hear from, I guess I wouldn't say a founder, but the people that are heavily involved with these projects, um, you know, I I love hearing what you've talked about and I've been really bullish this whole conversation. So um, next it would be, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? If I could live anywhere in the world, um, you know, maybe I would live in, uh, Palm Springs. I think that would be cool. It's nice and warm. Uh, I get like a mid-century modern place with like a, a gaudy pool in the back. That would be really cool. Right now I'm in Brooklyn. It's freezing. Uh, and, you know, I could use some warm weather in my life. So that's where I would live if I could. Man, warm weather. You ain't lying. Um, I'm in Louisville. The real feel here is negative 31 um so yeah my friend he has family in melbourne florida and uh, he sent me the screenshot and the real fill was 70 degrees i said so you mean to tell me it's almost 100 degrees difference where i'm at and where you're he was like man it's crazy ain't it i shouldn't even complain if you're dealing with that so <laughs> yeah. dude it came out of nowhere i mean my mom was like oh uh, it's about the snow i was like oh that's that's what's up Check it later on. There's like a couple inches, negative 30. I'm like, what is going on? Um, and then Friday, it's supposed to be like 60 degrees. So I don't know, man. That's just Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask number three, though, is what is your biggest pet peeve? Um, my biggest pet peeve is probably when someone says they're going to do something and doesn't do it or when someone gives an empty promise i hate that i feel like lately there's been a lot of that there's been a lot of a lot of talk not enough action so that's my biggest pet peeve you know if if you say you're going to do something do it be there word is bond make it happen i mean i can't harp on that enough um that's the biggest thing, man. If you can't do something, can I get a heads up? Um, or like, you know, just let me know. Can we talk about it? Uh, don't just ghost me or something. That's usually what happens to me. 
Um, I still love y'all though. Uh, for the people that you know were, was going to come on the podcast and then ghosted me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I, I definitely respect that. That's a big one of mine. Uh, especially it seems like in I don't know what the bear market has done to people, but um, people are just absolutely going crazy out here in the space. So, ooh, big pet peeve for me too. Number four would be, this is a good one. What do people misunderstand about you most? Hmm. What do people misunderstand about me? Uh, I think people don't necessarily realize how, uh, like, introverted I am and how much I, you know, think and, and overanalyze a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm very in my own head. And I think when I'm hanging out with people, I'm like, uh, I, I'm very people-pleasy a little bit. And I like to show them a good time. And I, I definitely like am on. And, you know, I'm, I'm on for you right now, Sniper. But, um, yeah, there's there's just like, you know, my, my natural state is to, you know, kind of curl up with a book, curl up with some, you know, uh, some of my writing, stuff like that. And, like, you know, gain energy from that time to myself. And I think people, you know, don't always get that. And that's, it's kind of, you know, I'm fine with that, too, because... I think I, I try to put an effort into that, but I don't think people realize like, you know, how, how I'm like a, I'm a quiet, chill dude. Uh, not always out and about, but uh, I, I love people. So I, I like, I think being around people gives me kind of like a natural adrenaline rush almost. And it's, it's a fun, fun way to be. Dude, that's sick. I would have, I would have never known. Truthfully, I would have never known. Um, and you know, we greatly appreciate you even coming here today and doing this podcast. And I hope you don't get in your head, bro, because you have been absolutely destroying it. This whole podcast. Um, you've got me insanely bullish. I'm sure there's people listening in that will join the server. Um, if not, I'm coming for y'all. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, you've been killing it. And I, I, it's such an honor to, you know, have you on here and get this opportunity to even speak about what you're doing. Cause I know you're probably super, super busy. So, um, yeah, man, that's, that's awesome to hear. And I'm glad that you, you know, did this for us. Number five. Now this one might be a little wild for you. Um, but to wrap it up, it's if you won 10 million tomorrow, do you think, you know what you would spend it on? Uh, if I won 10 million, I would, buy i would definitely buy a house or an apartment for sure and then i would pick up uh an automars piquet uh royal oak watch for sure just to celebrate the occasion so those would be my two purchases probably you know you know maybe i get that palm springs uh home or i would get like an apartment here in brooklyn you know because those are big bucks but then i would get that i would snag me a watch Royal Oak, such a nice, beautiful silver, silver Royal Oak with the blue dial. That's what I'm, that's what I'm picking up. And that's going to, you know, then I'll put the other, I'll try to, you know, invest the other uh, few million wisely. But those two purchases are happening right off the bat. I'm calling a real estate agent and we're going apartment on it. Oh my goodness. So for me, whenever you said watch, now I'm not an Audemars fan. I have to admit. But the watch I would pick up would have to be a Cartier Crash. Um, oh, yeah. That, Good choice. That watch is insane. The Crash is my, as someone who does abstract art uh, and huge, huge fan of that, you know, I'm not a Dolly fan whatsoever, but that Crash is, not that it has anything to do with Dolly, but uh, the Crash is absolutely stunning, super rare. And I mean, just the look at it, uh, look of it, man. I mean, for those that don't know, it's a super crazy looking watch, uh, but it's super expensive. I think one sold for like 1.62 million, but that is, that is the watch that I would have to pick up if I won 10 million, uh, and probably just put it up for, for some years. But, uh, Oh yeah. yeah man. I mean, that's Jay-Z's got one. He really put it on the map. And you know the the design for it. Apparently, the rumor is that uh, it was it was actually part of a crash. Yeah, and and it melted a little bit, kind of warped the uh, the case of it, and gave uh, the inspiration for the actual crash. That's such a good choice. 
Very, very well. <laughs> yeah, you're telling you, you know, you know your stuff. I'm telling you, man, that's my stuff. Uh, and before we end, I think it was John Mayer. Now, of course, you know, watch this. So John Mayer's collection is, for those who don't know, John has like multiple, multiple, multiple three, four hundred thousand dollar watches um, plus. But he had, I think, a white AP, all white with like some blue on on the face around some of the dot that thing looked absurd that was a beautiful watch i'm a real big fan of colors so seeing his i think it was all white ap could be totally wrong um but yeah now i'm gonna have to jump in gq's server and talk watches with some people because can i afford these watches absolutely not but can i talk them all (laughs) day so but kevin this has been a blast man i greatly appreciate your time like i said um this has been way better than I could have ever imagined. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I was hoping that I didn't bore you, but um, you came with it, man. You came with the passion, the love, and I'm really excited for what you're bringing. So from me to you, man, I really appreciate you today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Sniper. Very cool. I always love talking to people in the space and letting them know what GQ is about because you know we're still taking our baby steps here and you know we'll be holding... Twitter spaces and panels in the discord. And I hope, I hope you'll hop on and and be a part of it. We would love to have you. Absolutely, man. I would love to, man. And uh, we're definitely going to have to talk more. Uh, Would love to get involved and just see just y'all flourish for real. Um, Really looking forward to seeing what you do, hoping that it evolves into a web three spot for you over there. And you just get the long haul and get the opportunity to take over at GQ, man, for real. No doubt, man. Pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. Well, stick around for me um, because I got something for you after this. Uh, Everyone listening, uh, I thank you so much. We should be in 2023 by the time you're hearing this. So whenever you're you're looking down, look in the description. You know, I'll have the links. I usually I'll tag Kevin. You'll see his profile. Go give him a follow. Go check out GQ and be sure you're on the correct GQ. Don't fall for no links. GQ does have a square profile picture and I believe a yellow check mark there. They are an official Twitter account. So please make sure you're going to the correct ones. Uh, and I hope to see you in the GQ server, but uh, I hope you all have a great day and uh, we'll be seeing you next week. See you everybody.